Good afternoon, church. All right. Good to see all of you here this afternoon. Vanity, vanity, all is vanity. Perhaps when we hear these words, we think of Snow White's self-centered stepmother asking her mirror, who is the fairest of them all? When we hear the word vanity, we associate it with things like Revlon's ultimate all-in-one mascara or an ad in GQ magazine for an excessively pricey men's cologne guaranteed to exude irresistible masculinity. Such things are examples of what Koheleth means by vanity. But the word's full meaning is far broader and much more complex. On a very cold winter day, a hearty exhalation will produce a brief vapor. That's literally the meaning of the Hebrew word which translates into vanity. Certainly, this does include what we associate with vanity. Physical attractiveness is commonly judged, even when attended to and bolstered with all sorts of endless products, tends to be fleeting. But that's not all that's fleeting. All around us, rather routinely, businesses fail, Political careers go sour. Entertainment careers fail. Athletic records are broken. Trillions, trillions of plans by hardworking, ordinary people produce a mere fraction of what they hoped for. Now, philosophers call this existential angst. Most of us call it depressing. So, what's the lesson here? Why even try? Not at all. Success often happens too. And even partial success is better than none. Things that eventually crumble can accomplish much good and give glory to God along the way. Now, we live in a culture of wealth, control, and power. There is much to go around, and we are trained to go get more. The world, however, need not dictate who we are or to whom our ultimate trust belongs. Today's readings move us away from vain pursuits to a relationship with God that lasts forever. Money, possessions, control, and security won't last beyond this world. It's vanity to put our trust in anything except God. A relationship with God is eternal. Well then, What's the lesson? Don't become so attached 
so wrapped up in something that it takes you completely over, becomes your whole identity, and obscures your obligation to God and to others. That, my friends, is what happened to the poor rich fool in our parable. The problem with this rich man was not wealth itself. It was his intention. If he had been acquiring wealth to share it, God's judgment would have been different. But he amassed it to secure a cozy lifestyle, a life of luxury, which turned out to be, one guess, vapor. Other things besides money require Christian balance, time, talents, skills, resources. This is the single most difficult thing, at least I believe, to accomplish in our lives, is balance. Proper balance requires moderation. I share this with you from an unknown author. I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it. Didn't seek it, didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if lose it, give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny minute, but eternity is in it. My brothers and sisters, our time on earth might be less than just a tiny minute or even the blink of an eye. And yet, eternity is in it. Which is to say, God is in it. God is present to you during your time on earth. This very minute, God wants you for his own. This very minute, God wants to be at the center of your life. This very minute, God wants to be the first priority in your life. My friends, in the coming week, I encourage you to work on your balance. Don't let things of the world take you over. Stay the course. Nothing matters but caring. There is no other way to make yourself rich in the sight of God. There is no other way to experience wholeness of life. There is no other way to spend every tiny little minute as though eternity were in it. Amen.